The Beatles are a pretty nice band, and we've got a lot to say. The Beatles are a pretty nice band, talk about them day after day. But we also love the outfield a lot, so are these songs better than your love? The Beatles are a pretty nice band, someday we'll judge if they're fine, oh yeah, someday we'll judge if they're fine. Help! John needs somebody. I recognize this one from that awesome Google commercial. I totally <laughs> forgot about that. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Was that a Super Bowl ad? Because uh, that has some big, it, like, Super Bowl ad energy right there. Yeah, very, very much so. Uh, let's say, let's say yes. Um, yeah, it's. I, it's I'd look like, up. I'd look it up for some help, but you know. Hell! Hey! Exclamation points. It's hard to believe, Andrew, that the song was written because they needed a song called Help. It, it's a personal tune you could dance to. Uh, what else do you need? You know, I did not know that until uh, researching for this uh, episode. And it's a great story of a song that could have just been one of those songs that they've been talking about so far in the catalog. Uh, and it ended up just becoming a stone cold classic. So, I know um, this was, of course, the title track to the Beatles' fifth album and second film. It was mainly written by John Lennon at his home in Weybridge. John said in 1980, "When help came out, I was actually crying out for help." Hmm. Most people think it's just a fast rock and roll song. I didn't realize it at the time. I just wrote the song because I was commissioned to write it for the movie. But later I knew I really was crying out for help. So it was my fat Elvis period. You see the movie, he, I, is very fat, very insecure, and he's completely lost himself. And I'm singing about when I was so much younger and all the rest, looking back at how easy it was. You know what they say, like the older you get, the less you know? Uh, I've never heard that. Uh, <laughs> that's... That's not uh, something to look forward to. Maybe There's uh, so much I don't know, and it's just going to expand. I mean, some, I think it's a, when getting older is you, you learn the things that you don't know. Right. But okay. Maybe that's what I'm trying to say. I see. I see. When, as a younger person, you assume you know everything, but you realize mm-hmm. that you just don't know any, anything at all. Yeah, you think you know better. Yeah. You don't. You don't. Spoiler alert. Any, any, yeah, any youngins, any youths listening just now. Any youth listening to a Beatles podcast. Yeah, well, that's certainly possible. I don't know. But the point is, you don't, even though you know enough to know that this is a podcast worth listening to, you don't know garbage. <laughs> you don't listen, you think. The less uh, I know, the better, to quote someone who sounded a lot like John Lennon. Hmm. Why, why in the past tense do I know something about uh, Mr. Parker? Is that his the, less, the less we know, the better, Roger. I love that song. Uh, me too. <laughs> I don't know. Thanks for bringing it up. Yeah. Uh, not in a Google commercial, but it's still a good song. I'm sure it's been in plenty of other commercials. I uh, probably Tame Impala. This generation's Beatles? Question mark. Oh no. boy, mm. no, no, because these days everyone has different tastes. It's uh, 
it's hard. There's there's never going to be another Beatles, in, in my humble opinion. No. Yeah. Besides, it's the Arctic Monkeys. Everybody knows that. <laughs> I the bought fi- that record, the first record, the week it came out. That's my like claim to fame. Mm, I bet you look good on the dance floor, Andrew. I think we've talked about that in a prior episode. <laughs> Dancing. That's true. The film was originally to be called Eight Arms to Hold You, and which we mentioned before. And it was announced to the press as such on March 17, 1965. Happy St. Patrick's Day. The tile had been mooted for some time, with eight days a week initially considered for the theme tune. In the 1970 Rolling Stone Lennon Remembers interviews, John said that the song was one of his favorites among the Beatles songs he wrote. He said that Help and Strawberry Fields Forever were his most honest, genuine Beatles songs, and not just songs, quote, written to order. In mid-April, the title Help was settled upon, probably chosen by director Richard Lester, who also directed A Hard Day's Night. According to Lennon's cousin and boyhood friend Stanley Parks, Help was written after Lennon came in from the studio one night. God, he said, they've changed the title of the film. It's going to be called Help now. So I've had to write a new song with the title called Help. You know, I still think that Eight Arms to Hold You is a better movie title, but... Wow. Maybe I, we need to make that film. I, You know, sometimes you just have to step up when <laughs> nobody else has the courage to make Eight Arms to Hold You. And maybe this is why, why we're on this earth. So... Finally, <laughs> I was too busy not knowing more stuff. Gradually, and finally, I know something. It was originally conceived as a ballad, Andrew. <laughs> you know, but they performed it faster in the studio. The Beatles did, as they had done with "Please Please Me" to satisfy the group's commercial instincts. John, this is John again. I remember Maureen Cleave, a writer, the one who did the famous We're More Popular Than Jesus story in the Evening Standard. She asked me, why don't you ever write songs with more than one syllable? So it helped, there are two or three syllable words, and I very proudly showed them to her, and she still didn't like them. I was insecure then. Things like that happened more than once. I never considered it before. So after that, I put a few words with three syllables in, but she didn't think much of them when I played it for her anyway. You can know, never make I, the press happy. No, no. Maureen in particular. I remember when we were talking about A Hard Day's Night, she also wasn't uh, didn't take a fancy to some of the lyrics, and John changed them for her. And I don't remember her being impressed either at that time. The ones who love us least are the ones we... To wow. quote Paul Westerberg. Wow. We're... we're uh, we're getting we're we're, we're getting introspective. <laughs> we're getting yeah. very introspective. Uh, talking about a, a mm. song that uh, that uh, dances as a pop song. All right. Speaking of replacements, this was a replacement for Eight Arms to Hold You. Help. Very nice. Very nice. Mm. Yeah, it was all right. <laughs> Uh, 12 takes of the song were recorded. The first eight were on radio track only, with vocals appearing for the first time on take nine. The final attempt was best, and onto this, Ringo overdubbed the tambourine. George added 
the series of descending Chet Atkins style guitar notes, which close each chorus. British girl group Banana Rama covered a song with comedians French and Saunders and Kathy Burke, who were credited as Lada Ni Nunu, which is a spoof on the Banana Rama name. No kidding. The song was released in February 1989 as the Red Nose Day single to raise money for comic relief. I know what Red Nose Day is. That's been Americanized the last few years. And it was remade to the Banana Rabbit's Greatest Hits collection. Reached number three on the UK singles chart. It was a top ten hit in several countries. I don't think the United States was one of them. I don't think so. I don't know that one. It's, it's fun. It's fun. Tina Turner recorded the song prior to and then included on... Her 1984 album, Private Dancer. Roxette recorded an acoustic version of the song at Abbey Road Studios in 1995. Howie Day recorded this. It was included on the soundtrack to the film I Am Sam, which consisted entirely of Beatles covers. Interestingly, his version was much slower than the original, so John might have appreciated it. Had he been alive. Spoiler. This was on Glee. Deep Purple covered this song. It was six minutes long, of course. Dolly Parton covered the song, giving it a bluegrass twist, on her 1979 album, Great Balls of Fire. That's a that's fun a, one. That's a great title for a Dolly Parton record. Mm, goodness gracious. And The Damned covered this as the B-side of their first single, New Rose. Is she really going out with him? <laughs> and then Produced stay, by Nick Lowe. Really? Now, Andrew's a big Nick Lowe guy. I don't know if you folks are aware. Yes. I'm a, I'm a big Nick Lowe fan, and uh, oddly enough, like this was the first, I think, punk single in the UK. Or no, maybe not the first single, but the Dam's uh, debut album, Damn, Damn, Damned, was the first punk. Uh, it beat the Sex Pistols, never mind the bollocks. Uh, and it was produced by Nick Lowe, who was the in-house produ- producer of Stiff Records, which is the label it came out on. Um, a big record collector. I've collected s- Stiff Records singles, and I'm this is on my list of things I... So, don't, don't have it yet. Have it? One day. One I'd day. have never seen it. I've never seen it out in the wild, so... Well, your birthday's in 11 months or so, so... Yeah, you know, everyone knows what to get me now. Yeah. Love Counts. Zero. Nada. Zilch. Goose eggs. Josie Scale. This gets a yeah. Definitely gets a yeah. Lovely song. Classic. Classic Beatles song. The Beatles are a pretty nice band. Talk about them day after day. But we also love the outfield a lot. So are these songs better than your love? The Beatles are a pretty nice band. Someday we'll judge if they're fine. Oh yeah, someday we'll judge if they're fine.